Oh, well, you can't have anything. That's what I always say. Um, about me? Yeah, you, you specifically. Or just whoever's you. the second person in any posi- in any situation. No, no, if I'm like talking with Rachel or something, like, you know what, that Cameron guy, he just can't have anything. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure of it if it kills me. Is it is it because you're an anti-proprietarian anarchist? Uh, when it comes to you, I am, yeah. (laughs) Welcome once again to Think Outside the Box Set, Mother Truckers. It's us. We're back. Um, we took a little, we took a little time off unexpectedly, and now we're back. Hello. I had to go to Hawaii for you work. Had to go to Hawaii. What a drag. Nine two five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What a way to make a living. <laughs> I would have tried to record there. I did have like little moments where I could have made it happen, but I except for I was on top of a mountain in Kauai with no Wi Fi and no cellular cellular service. Mm. Um and just a, a landline. I guess I could have called you on a landline <laughs> in the uh, gift shop of this lodge. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> recorded a whole episode. <laughs> talked about all kinds of gifts and stuff. Yeah, it would yeah. have been real good. Cool. Uh, yeah. Well, we're back. Hello, everyone. This is a podcast. It's about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And I'm Nathan Hunt, and that's Cameron DeWitt. And we're back, baby. Uh, excuse me. What? <laughs> Excuse me. You're, you're excused. Now let's continue on to talk about. Uh, <laughs> did are you objecting to my introducing you? Yeah, Cameron. I was only being patronizing and taking well, away your voice. That's all. I don't. I don't mean. I don't mind that. I just don't like change. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that I can, I can empathize with. Yeah. So I apologize for all the wrong reasons. Um, which should be the subtitle to many apologies in this world. Anyway, we are trying to figure out uh, who we're going to talk about for the next season. Uh, yeah, we're going to try to find the um, most misunderstood or uh, what's our log line again? <laughs> unrecognized or dismissed? Unrecognized, most unrecognized, most dismissed artist to talk about for season 12. Mm-hmm. Dose. Dose. Um, and so we, we made a little bracket. This is going to be an eight artist bracket. Uh, also my six, favorite card game. Six of the artists are listener suggestions. And then Nathan and I have both chosen a silver bullet artist that we will, I guess, unveil at, at a certain point. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I, I, we're still not certain if we're going to do any more palate cleanses or we're just going to roll right into well, the next season right away. I, I guess. <laughs> or are we sure? It, I don't know. I'm well, not sure, okay, but so, camera might be sure. So here, peek behind the curtain. Tomorrow, we're going to record another episode uh, because of our schedules. Two in so, a row, baby. So basically, uh, are we going to let the listeners decide uh, between the final two contenders? Are oh. we going to let them vote yeah we should do that yeah yeah so i guess we'll need to do at least a week or two of um palate cleansers yeah yeah 
Maybe, maybe we'll do we'll, we'll do one palate cleanser before the next Friday that we record. Um, we'll record another palate cleanser tomorrow, and then we'll have to figure out what that is. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well. That's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. I had ideas so, once. Six, six listener suggestions. Uh, Nathan chose three. I chose uh, the other three. Um, I mean, I basically just let Nate. I probably would have chosen some of the ones that you chose, but so I might not have the most compelling arguments for all of these, but uh-huh. we'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, the whole shtick with the bracket is like we're talking about artists that we don't know very well, and uh, right. it's basically based on whatever free-floating ideas we have about them and uh, i don't know about you but i didn't really do any research or that much prep i did some prep oh i sent you audio files did you get them i did and i got i got a few audio files but that's basically all i did well should should we get started sure um we come to the perpetual um issue of the brackets of hmm do we do we right now put the artists that we have in a certain numbered order and then they're matched up randomly or do you say one and then i say another one as a response that i think would be fun to be pitted against that person Ooh, i i like that let's take turns okay pit it pitting let's let's do some some pits it's the real pits michael pitt brad pitts william pitt the younger yeah so that'll allow me to like kind of uh that'll allow us to make decisions so like ooh, i don't necessarily want to beat your artist so i'm going to lowball you know oh yeah save my save my good choice for someone that ooh, you know, the meta like, game yeah i like yeah. that <laughs> all right ha- uh, how about how about i go first go for it all right uh gwen stefani gwen stefani i'm gonna put her up against um alice cooper why not okay alice cooper the band not alice cooper the man baby right is that how it was that's that's what i what i assumed i don't know yeah it is a band isn't it okay yeah because the man has so many different um albums after the band Right. right now we we've talked about alice cooper before correct i believe we have in a bracket yeah why did why did you choose Alice Cooper this time out of the six? Um, because I already took uh, spoiler alert. I already took Eminem and Dixie Chicks, <laughs> and I was like, ah, fuck it, let's throw Alice Cooper in there. Okay, so you're lowballing too. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, great, 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 great. All right. Um, well, we'll make a goddamn case for Alice Cooper. Why do you think Al- Alice Cooper um, would be a good season? I think, well, we might have covered this in a previous bracket, but I think it's kind of interesting um, how much more transgressive the music and the image would have been back when they got started in the mid-60s, I think. Was it 64? It was, like, pretty early. Um, uh, And um, let's see. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, started in Phoenix, Arizona in 1964. Um and they lasted until 75 when Alice Cooper himself went solo. And, uh, yeah, 1964. That's like, that's before a hard day's night. I think that's so early. Yep. And it's, it's well before like a lot of the black Sabbath stuff got going and Led Zeppelin and stuff. So I'm really curious to what extent like this band, uh, drove change in music and maybe society a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, 
there's some the things that I wanted from Slayer were ultimately kind of disappointing because I wanted to like talk about society's response to Slayer and their response to society's response, you know, Mm -hmm. and like the whole Satanism thing and the shock value. Right. But ultimately Slayer, they're just dummies. They're just dumb bros. Yes, they (laughs) really are. They're a real bummer. Um, Even, even more of a bummer than ICP because ICP at the end of the day are kind of charming and I kind of believe them, but Slayer, I don't think Slayer believes in anything. No. <laughs> other than like a general, like kind of South Parky, like edgelord kind of vibe. Yeah. I think Alice, I think Alice Cooper, the man is like smarter than that. And he's actually making yeah. art. Yeah. So we might actually accomplish what we set out to do with Slayer with Alice Cooper. Yes. I hope so. I really don't want to do another. Okay, how, how many albums do Alice Cooper have, the band? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Last one is called That's... Muscle of Love. Very tasteful. <laughs> He's talking about the heart. That's it. It's got to be. <laughs> love. <laughs> <laughs> Pumping that love. You. So, Gwen Stefani? Gwen Stefani. Uh, so she went solo. She was with no doubt, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, let, maybe we should also say who recommended each one of, uh, these from the discord. Oh, please do. If have, you have that, you should join our discord because our discord has, uh, an artist submission channel. So you can always, uh, submit artists that you're interested in. So, um, Alice Cooper was suggested by someone specifically someone number two for some reason someone the actual user on discord has two accounts i don't know why (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um not really sure either yeah uh and uh they also uh recommended gwen stefani oh good um so tell me about gwen stefani why you think she'd be a good choice um why she went solo etc yeah uh so i i think they ultimately went solo because Gwen Stefani um, uh, had a some sort of relationship, a romantic relationship with someone else in the band, um, in No Doubt, the band. Mm-hmm. And they broke up, and then they lasted for a little while after that. But I'm guessing some, you know, studio interests and also, like, their relationship falling apart. I think it probably led to her wanting to do a solo career. I'm not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so uh, she has four solo studio studio albums. One of them is a Christmas album, so that could be fun to like put that uh, move that farther up um, in the order, so that we could do a Christmas episode before Christmas this year and have mm-hmm. it actually be part of a season. Oh, interesting. That would be because yeah. I, I was thinking like maybe we just do another Garth one, but. That would we be could cool do that if too. we could. Yeah. <laughs> if, I mean, it'd be cool if we could integrate it as like part of the season though. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, we wouldn't be able to do it in order. Um, uh, so there's only four. Uh, the other option is we could do uh, six No Doubt albums as well and just do the whole arc. So it would be a longer season. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, dang. No Doubt had an album come out in 2012. Yeah. Yeah, so are they, are they, I mean, but they, that was with Gwen Stefani. So are they still, are they broken up or are they back? Their list is still going on Wikipedia. 
Well, there you go. Years active, 1986 to present. Damn. Damn. That's longer than I've been alive. Dang. Fuck. Uh, here's a fun, a fun little fact. Hollaback Girl was the first United States download to sell one million copies, and oh. that even now is an anachronistic sentence. Yes, it is. That was a, a, no one buys a brief period. <laughs> downloads anymore, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But I thought that was interesting. She's won three Grammys. I think at, specifically as a solo act. Uh huh. Yeah. Look at that. Eric um, Stefani um, founded no no doubt. And then he brought yeah. his sister, Gwen Stefani, on. Look at that. That's fun. Yeah, I think originally as, like, background vocals. So that's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. She floated to the top. Uh, so I have hmm. a couple uh, things, audio from Hollaback Girl. Um, I, I was reading over the lyrics and listening to it again. It seems to be kind of like an indictment of, like, mean girls. The movie? And, uh, uh, mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she hates that movie. Yeah. Do you want to play that? Which one is it? Oh, there it is. Hollaback Girl. That guitar part is insane. It's really, really cool. So yeah. I think that's the main thing I'd be looking forward to in specifically her solo career would be the uh, production. Um, I think I would in- enjoy that uh, mm-hmm. because it's... Oh, yeah, Pharrell the worked on that song. And, uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, silly shit like the B-A-N-A-N-A-S, <laughs> which I also have a sample of. <laughs> uh-huh. For those of you who don't remember. Bananas, boy that makes me think of um oh boy let me see if i can pull this up do 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 this will let's see let's get this going through the skype do you know um chacaron by el mudo no el chombo i guess is his name no here let's take a little lesson shall we oh yeah macaron yeah macaron uh that reminds me of a meme that i saw today with you know the change my mind guy with like uh-huh. you know co- a cup of coffee that yeah. meme uh, I saw one today that just said, uh, <laughs> it said, uh, Bob Dylan is just mumble rap for boomers. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Uh, and very true. Really, really appreciated that. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, that, that's, uh, called Chacaron by El Chombo apparently. And, uh, his, I think his, his nickname is El Mudo, which means the mute. And apparently on that song, he, he was like coming up with the music and that was a placeholder track for the vocals. He was going to replace them with actual mm. words at some point, but then he just never did. He's <laughs> like, ah, oh, fuck. Fine. Well, let's put it out. Who cares? <laughs> I already submitted it to Apple music. Yeah. Eh. Oh, well. Uh, and a lot of people know it as um, it's the backing music for a, a video of Batman, like 
bouncing his head up and down and acting all crazy. I'm I don't sure. know that one. Ah, that's uh, all right. It's been going around for years. Um, yeah. Do so, you, do you have a leaning Gwen versus Alice? I'm thinking Gwen Stefani. Oh, interesting. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm more was, into that. I'm I was leaning Alice Cooper. Really? Well, the, <laughs> the reason I know that I brought Gwen and you brought Alice, but like the reason is I don't really have like a take on Gwen. I don't have a mystery that I really want to solve. I was digging and I was like, doesn't seem to be any sort of controversy or any sort of misunderstood nature of her music. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like people have opinions on her, you know? I, I always got the idea that she, like many women in specifically pop music, um, is kind of written off as like a ditz or a lightweight. Um, and I don't know how much of that is just like the nineties and the two thousands. Like this, a lot of, a lot of really shitty stuff was said about and to Courtney love, for instance. Um, so I guess there's like that take about it of, you know, delving into who Gwen Stefani is and what, like what legitimacy her art has in the face of, people kind of writing her off as a vapid um, superficial pop star, you know? Right. So I guess the question would be, is she a vapid superficial pop star? Yeah. (laughs) Or is that just misogyny? Yeah. (laughs) Or somewhere in between? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. You you ready to give this one to Gwen? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hesitant to, I I am interested in, in Alice Cooper. Like I, I feel like more drawn to that, but, uh, yeah, let's go with Gwen. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, Alice Cooper will cover you eventually. We'll cover him. Um, I'll start round two with Eminem. And uh, the song I have for Eminem. Oh, I, I did get sound samples. I didn't play the one for Alice Cooper. Um, do you want to listen to it real quick or just skip it? No, I'll skip, skip it. Skip it. It was a song called I'm 18. It was not super interesting. Eminem, I have his most popular <laughs> song on Spotify, which I never heard, I don't believe. Uh, it has like 700 some million listens and it's called Till I wow. Collapse. I don't know that song. All right. Uh, in response, I'm I'm gonna do a lowball. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh, interesting. Uh, because I am very interested in covering Eminem. Uh, mine is uh, someone also. Re- oh, who recommended Eminem? Oh, this is all just someone. Thank you for being such a dedicated <laughs> listener. Someone, someone rules. <laughs> no, we got a couple. What we got we a couple mind jellies in here. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, okay, someone also recommended uh, Avril Lavigne. Oh, interesting. So we got Avril up against Eminem. I feel like Avril, even much more than uh, Gwen Stefani, has the uh, written off as a lightweight, superficial uh, ditz. Yes. Um, And also, her most well-known single is a bad song, too, (laughs) just as a a general note. Skater Boy? Yeah. Uh, I kind of... I was listening to it again. I kind of like it. Um... I think it, musically it's constructed pretty well and it's more interesting than most pop punk that I've heard. Hmm. All right. Uh, I don't have a sound sample of it, but it does change keys to the five uh, in the chorus. And I think that's cool. 
Um, the content of the song, I never actually listened to the lyrics, but basically the idea is she's shaming a, a vapid, um, uh, like teenage girl for writing off the skater boy, um, not considering him as a romantic option, uh, because he seems like he's a burnout, but now he's a rock star because he can also play guitar, apparently. Um, so <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he's not. She missed out on um, upward mobility following around a skater boy, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I guess. They, they did <laughs> yeah, an so episode about I'm this. I'm not crazy about that. <laughs> they did a, a Punch Up the Jam episode about this, and they constructed this whole like story about it. And. Is is that the one where it's like um, she's like at home and she sees him on TV? Yeah, here we go. Five years from now, she sits at home feeding the baby. She's all yes. alone. She turns on the TV. Guess who she sees? Skater boy rocking up MTV. She this this verse is bananas. B a n n n n n n s. Skater boy rocking up MTV. She calls up her friends. They already know, and they've all got tickets to his show. She tags along, stands in the crowd, looks up the man, looks up at the man that she turned down. Oh, this is like such teenage revenge fantasy. Like, I'm going to be a superstar and then you'll be sorry. Yeah. yeah. And, and it is revealed that in the bridge, if I remember right, that the speaker, uh, Avril Lavigne's character, um, is the significant other of of said skater boy. Sorry, girl, but you missed out. Well, tough luck. That boy's mine now. We are more than just good friends. This is how the story ends. Oh, boy. Yeah, so <laughs> it took four people to write this song. <laughs> yeah, so I uh I guess th- what I'm interested in if anything about Avril Lavigne is the sort of public image stuff and um figuring out is sh- is her public image a con- a studio construction or is it her um I don't know, a lot of people called her the anti-Britney because mm-hmm. they perceived her as um, basically being all of the things that, you know, Billie Eilish seems to actually be <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> an actual individual, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in that to some extent, but I, I'm worried that it'll be kind of like smash mouth that I'll ultimately be disappointed and th- that there won't be a lot of, I don't think she'll have as much musically to offer as Gwen Stefani. Yeah. So. I think you're probably right. Um, why are you interested in Eminem? Just because like I haven't really listened to much of his music beyond a single here or there, um, his guest verse on there's a Fifty Cent song um, I'm blanking on the name of, but he has a guest verse that is like completely virtuosic. It's like jaw dropping. It's very cool. Um, so I, I'm well aware of him as being a like fantastically gifted rapper. Um, but I've never really gotten into his music that much or like really got, I mean, he seems to have like kind of a lot of self mythology built up around him in an interesting way. Like his alternate personas, Marshall Mathers, and he's got a movie about his life, like thinly fictionalized. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of material for us to delve into. We could do a bonus episode about the movie. I've never seen eight mile. Me neither. Um, Yeah. I mean, beyond the, the, the music video where he's always talking about spaghetti. Uh, yeah. People, yeah. People generally seem to think that he's one of the best rappers ever. Right. Yeah. Um, and 
rappers seem to think that he's one of the greatest ever. He's a real rapper's like, delight. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm interested in, oh, here's something else. Uh, we, I don't feel like we've had an artist in a while that, that has actually had lyrics that you, the MFA and creative writing uh, can dig into and analyze. And, and <laughs> like, I feel <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that would be nice. For I'm, me to relax <laughs> yeah. and just lean on you for a while. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. I like being leaned on. Um, that Yeah, you're right. I, I would appreciate that very much. It is. I am of the opinion that uh, poetry took a weird turn in history and um, rap music is probably has a greater claim to legitimacy of uh, inheriting the legacy of of what poetry is and what it means than what passes for printed written poetry these days. Ooh. Ooh, venom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I think to put the nail in the coffin, let's just hear um, this audio from the Avril Lavigne's recent song, Dumb Blonde. How recent? I don't know. I think it's 2017 or something. Is she still around? Yeah. What? All right, let's say Lin- Dumb Blonde. Go again telling me where I belong. You put me on the bench. Don't think that I can play strong. So quick to condescend. Why you think I'm empty? I'm not. You won't be so confident when I'm crushing you from the top. I'm a babe, I'm a boss, and I'm making this my uh-huh. I can flip like a switch and I cut like a blade. Why does it sound like Funky Town? <laughs> It sounds very much like Funky Town and <laughs> and Lord and yes. it feels like a lot of telling and not showing and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it seems very pandering and I don't really appreciate it. <laughs> she had she came out with an album this year. What? Oh, that's where this song "Dumb Blonde" is from. Damn. Okay. Oh, it's 2019. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, let's 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 let Eminem win. Yeah. Um, as a side note, I have them written down, uh, in my little bracket notes file as, uh, NMM. So Gwen and M Gwen, Gwen and M with, sh- with, Franz, that? with Franz like these, who needs NM and M's? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I mean, so far we got Gwen and M. <laughs> Uh, Gwen Stefani and Eminem. <laughs> Are you writing that down for an episode title? <laughs> shush, shush. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving Your turn to go first. along. Yeah. Okay. Um, oof. Okay. Lincoln Park. Oh, shit. Lincoln Park. Um, I'm going to put... Shit. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to shoot myself. Well, I'm going to save, you know, uh, that's not your silver bullet. Silver bullet. It's right? not. Uh, Should yeah, we have someone, silver bullets up against each other? I <laughs> I mean, that's the question. Uh, so Lincoln Park was suggested by, I mean, I may have said it in an episode and then someone was like, yes, do, do that. Uh, I, and it mm-hmm. was mime jelly. I do really think a Lincoln Park season could be interesting, they say. Okay. I guess I'm going to throw out Dixie checks and then we can have, um, we can have the, uh, the silver bullets battling it out in the next round. 
So Lincoln ah, Park, fuck. Dixie Chicks. Uh, do you have a Lincoln Park sound sample you want to listen to? Yeah. Um, so I listened to a very recent song. I forget how recent. It was either, I think it's 2017, like right before the lead sing. well, the lead melodic singer died um, from suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, but this song is a, is just about death. <laughs> Um, and it's sort of about it's like randomness and meaninglessness, but also how much it, uh, you know, individual people mean to you. And, uh, ironically it was written for someone else. Um, but then it kind of post posthumously got dedicated to, um, fuck, what's his name? Chester Bennington. Thank you. Chester. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think it's like, I don't know. It has some nice moments in it lyrically. And I think it's an interesting song. I think it sounds Mm -hmm. good. So, okay. Cue it up. Uh, what's it called? One more light. One more light. Okay. The reminders pull the floor from your feet. In the kitchen, one more chair than you need. That's good. That's good writing. What was it lyric? Oh, this is a long sample. Yeah. It's not fair. Just cause you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. They say, who cares if one more light goes out in the sky of a million stars? Flickers, uh, so I like that chorus. Who cares if uh, a light goes out in a sky of a million stars? I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. way to talk about how small individuals are. But you know, ultimately in the in the chorus, he says, "Well, I I do. Um, mm-hmm. Like this one had an impact on me." You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's good. Uh, the lyric that I was talking about earlier is uh, the reminders that pull the floor from your feet. I think it's the lyric um, in the kitchen. One more chair than you need. Oh, yeah. It's a good. It's a good lyric. It's an it's old idea, you know. Yeah. But like, it's it's a good image. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I think that's like I don't it know. Makes me think of um, uh, the Joni Mitchell song, "My Old Man." When he's gone, me and them lonesome blues collide. The bed's too big, the frying pan's too wide. Oh, that's so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Wide wide frying pan is amazing. That's a very funny, funny word, yeah. Um, Fuck. Yeah, that's way better. Uh, I guess, but like in Linkin Park, uh, that's like their most recent, you know, work. So it seems like they evolved into something. That's obviously way different than I've become so numb. You know, right, yeah, this yeah. is like the opposite of a numb, angry song. This is like a really vulnerable song. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I've never really listened to Linkin Park. I always wrote them off as just like, you know, not my thing. I was not into like the new metal rap rock thing and the singles that I heard on the radio, I was not that into. Um, but so many people find them very meaningful. And this song that we were just listening to sounds pretty good to me. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm also interested in, in the rapper 
Um, I didn't know that he was like uh, Japanese American. Um, I never like put that together before. And like he has some quotes online about like visiting Japan and like um, sort of distance from his uh, from his heritage and like thoughts about that. I don't know if that makes it into his music or not, but I don't know. Uh, I think that's interesting. Um, and also, I remember in general basically liking most of the rap. It was it wasn't always the most clever, but I I thought his flow was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like in in the end, you know, <laughs> like I think it's fine. It's good. It's better than a lot of other things that are that uh, ubiquitous culturally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. They are okay. the first rock band to achieve more than one billion YouTube hits. Damn, okay. And they have seven studio albums, so that's like a decent-sized season. Not too short, definitely not too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's, let's uh, take a little look at Dixie Chicks. Um, I took their highest-rated uh, song on Spotify that I hadn't heard before. It's called Not Ready to Make Nice. So let's take a little listen. So this this is a song that came out in 2007. So this is post blacklist, and I think this might be partially about the blacklist. And she says, "I'm not ready ah, to make yes. nice." Um, so good for them to stick into their guns. Um, musically, I like the harmonies. Um, it seems like pretty standard kind of pop country idiom. Otherwise, um, but yeah, I'm I'm just like fascinated by the Dixie Chicks in terms of their iconoclasm. Uh, I don't know if they necessarily like wanted to be that iconoclastic, but it happened to them and they seemed to just like go with it. Um, and they didn't let that, let it get them down. And, uh, yeah, I I just don't, I know very little about them. Um, I think part of the image I have of them is, uh, also again, you know, the continuing theme of women in music just kind of being written off. Um, as being bimbos or lightweights. And uh, I'm really curious what depth they have. Um, and cause they, they like play a bunch of their own instruments, right? Looking at a photo of them. I yeah, see. I, th- I think they actually play in the band. Yeah. Yeah. I see a banjo guitar, another guitar and a fiddle. Are you saying one of the, cause there's three of them, right? Three chicks. Yeah. Disc Dixie. Yes. Of the Dixie variety? Yes. <laughs> so maybe that's a dude in the background with that other guitar. It's hard to say. Hmm. He's got all kinds of motion blur on. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think about Dixie Chicks? Uh, yeah, I'm really, really interested in talking about Dixie Chicks. Uh, I'm interested in their, their cultural impact. Um, I mean, even like t- today, you know, like when we're talking about Lil Nas X, you know, or like the changing landscape of country music and um, gatekeeping and uh, who gets to be country um, versus like people who are well within the genre, but are like challenging the base listenership, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I, I feel like they're kind of 
everything that we liked about Garth Brooks, but just like turned up and actually honest. Yeah. Is <laughs> my in- <laughs> impression. And I'd be really interested to check that out. Dang, they look like they have a lot of depth. They started as as a busking group that played bluegrass and country. Two of the Dixie Chicks are sisters, and they named themselves after the song and album Dixie Chicken by Little Feet, which uh, we heard Garf cover it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Dang. Interesting. They sound like um, a little bit like a, like a proto-Uncle Earl, almost. Proto-Uncle Earl? Yeah, you know are Uncle Earl? before Uncle Earl? Yes. They oh, started yeah, in 1989. Yeah. Uncle yeah. Earl is a more recent Abigail acoustic. Washburn's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Raina Gellert, I think, was in that. Um, right, in right, right, for a while. right. She's amazing. Um, yeah, but <sighs> Uncle Earl is a, is a more recent acoustic old time, more old time than bluegrass, right? Yeah. Maybe I mean, Raina Gellert's. Hmm? Raina Gellert and Abigail Washburn, both. I mean, those are the two that I know, but like they studied old time music specifically. Right. They have a little bit of like new grass kind of almost like nickel Creek sound sometimes too. Um, yeah, but yeah. So Dixie chicks, man, this is tough. Cause I, I want to talk about both of them. Let's see how many albums does Dixie chicks have? Oh boy. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, Oh, that includes, but that includes one that's coming out in 2020 apparently. Okay. Interesting. Called when does it come out? Will it correspond with? I don't it know. Early? It's it just says 2020. It, the album's called Gaslighter, which is fun. Wow, I, like that. I can't. Yeah, we should we should do Dixie Chicks. Yeah, but maybe we yeah. should wait until I, Gaslighter is released. Uh, we could just like come, you know, loop back around and grab it when it happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. By the way, I think MCR is going to do another album. They just <laughs> released, uh, you know some sort of re uh, announced some sort of reunion tour. So we'll Ooh, see what happens. With that, that would be great because Dustin was really, uh, <laughs> really sad that he wasn't following us. Our, our mutual friend, Dustin um, was sad that he wasn't following us when we were doing MCR because he was a huge MCR fan back in the day. And he had so much that he could have talked to us about. Wow. Dustin was the, uh, the triplet that uh, died in the womb. Oh of yeah. This show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cause he was going to be the third member of the show. And he, he was like, eh, you know, I just, I don't think I want it. Yeah. He's too bored. <laughs> uh, it turns out I'm too bored. Just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know, man. Lincoln Park versus Dixie Chicks. This is tough. I don't think it's tough for me. I mean, I'm interested in reintroducing Lincoln Park in a future bracket, but I am way more interested in Dixie Chicks. All right, let's do Dixie Chicks then. I mean, you probably have... Do you have more experience with Lincoln Park than I do? Not really. I had... They were more in my paradigm. Like, Uh I... Uh, I, they were, my, my shithead friends liked Lincoln Park. Ah, I see. Which is not a judgment of Lincoln Park, but like, I'm just saying like the people that I, uh, whose culture influenced me were into Lincoln Park. Okay. Oh shit. This new album Gaslighter from Dixie Chicks is going to be their first since 2006. Dang. Holy shit. Dang. Also their first album was called Thank Heavens for Dale Evans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's good i don't even know who dale evans is and i like that no but i i like him <laughs> oh she was the third wife of singing cowboy roy rogers i guess uh it was a woman named dale evans all right well 
Yeah, let's do let's do Dixie Chicks. I do want to come back to Lincoln Park at some point, though. Okay, right. cool. Uh, so I guess it's time for Silver Bullets, and I guess I've got to go Pew-pew. first because you did it last time. And then I'll get to choose. Well, <laughs> I only have one ready. <laughs> Turns out I only have one ready too. Are we supposed to have more than one? No. Oh, okay. Uh, let's take a. You know what? Let's uh, let's listen to the sound sample first. Ooh. Cameron, does the name Dead Kennedys mean anything to you? Yes. Not much, though. I never heard that song. Yeah, me either, really. Um, so they're, they're, they sort of strike me as a little bit similar to um, Velvet Underground in that they never okay. got super, super big, but they were, they're very well regarded and are kind of darlings of people in the know and maybe other musicians also. Um, and they seem very influential, even if they weren't very, like big you know yeah and um i'm also interested in they seem to be um in the way that a lot of punk and or hardcore music does do a lot of time they tend to be very they seem to be very political and very focused on social commentary and um in a way that could be interesting to talk about and potentially fraught um, because in that song we listened to, okay. we had a sound sample from, it's called Holiday in Cambodia. They drew, they do, the lead singer, Jello Biafra, um, does use the N word. Uh, oh, oh no. Yeah. I'm assuming the lead singer is not the kind of person who's allowed to say that. <laughs> no. Um, and he says it as a, like in a satirical sense to make fun of, um, sort of trust who are uh, condescendingly trying to like glom onto what he calls ethnic jazz and um, saying that, you know, because they went to school that they know what it feels like to be like an inner city black child or something. Mm. And that's when he uses the N word. So he's, he's definitely using it like in the context of criticizing these um, <clears throat> shitty white people, but still, <laughs> dude um yeah yeah so so we we got some we got some lyrics like this you're a star belly sneech you suck like a leech you want everyone to act like you kick ass while you bitch so you can get rich but your boss gets richer off you well you'll work harder with a gun in your back for a bowl of rice a day slave for soldiers till you starve till then your head is skewered on a steak and then uh it goes into the pre-chorus and then the chorus is it's a holiday in cambodia where people dress in black um Wow. Yeah. So th- those are some lyrics you can chew on. Yes. And I don't know. It could just end up being like a very easy us versus them kind of thing where it's like we all in the hardcore scene are in the know and all of these like freaking hipsters are dumbasses who should go to Cambodia. Blah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to like, I mean, it's it's hard to criticize something and have social commentary without devolving into like a, a pretty simple like binary us versus them but yep. i am i'm interested in what they have to say and why they have the status that they do even if they're not like a huge name 
and as a side note to name themselves the dead kennedys is a pretty fucking ballsy thing to do and they, yeah they, oh, there's yeah. a lot of about them that there's a lot about them that's like very abrasive and like intentionally off-putting it seems like so i'd be interested to see you know are they just edgelords right. or are they is there an actual purpose yes you know which i think is in general why i'm interested in punk music Yes, that's a great way to to uh, to summarize it. Much better than I. Yeah, think. are we basically going to have a like okay Gen X? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like response. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you're so edgy, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Jello Biafra so is actually a boomer. Holy shit! Oh, there you go. Born in 1958. All uh, right. great. Um, are you ready? <laughs> Whoa, there was a. There, there's a black member of the band in Dead Kennedys, apparently. Oh, that, so that one member just maybe that's who says yeah. the word in question. <laughs> he subs in <laughs> for that just one lean word. Into the mic. <laughs> oh God. Oh Jesus. Uh, All right, what do you so, got to put up against Dead Kennedys? Fucking Yoko Ono, dude. The <gasps> ultimate. Oh, the ultimate no. thing outside the box set. Oh <laughs> shit! Like, candidate. Oh dang, <laughs> dude. How, oh. how did? How did Yoko Ono not grace our lips on this show when we were talking about Ew, who to talk about? You don't need to phrase next? it like that, but uh, good point. Um, How did the name <laughs> I meant to say? Uh, that's really interesting. Yoko I, Ono, dude. I was just listening to, um, do you know the podcast you were wrong about? No. I've been thinking about bringing it to uh, What's in the Box Weekly recently, but it's a podcast that sort of... Oh, our pa- our Patreon secret podcast? Yeah, our little specific uh, weekly mini show where we talk about things that we're uh, thinking about or watching or listening to um, that anyone can a- get access to if they go to support.boxset.website and give us $2 or more a month just to support us making this show and that show and all the great shows. Um, cool, cool, great. Yeah, that's the one we're talking about. Um, they had a, an episode about Yoko Ono that was fascinating. What the, what they do is they mm. like they're journalists, both of them. Um, ah, oh, damn, I forget their names, but um, they're journalists and they basically go back and say like, you know, here's how it was construed in pop culture at the time, but here's what really happened. They've been doing a lot of episodes right. about the OJ Simpson trial recently that have been very interesting. Um, that sounds great. It's a very fun show. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but they had. So, an how episode. would you like to do an episode about that? But it, except for it would be fourteen episodes. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, well, I mean, they were mostly focused on her life and her status as like the one who quote unquote broke up the Beatles, uh, which is right, right, right. So wrong. It's not even wrong. Um, <laughs> we, whereas we would be more focusing on the music. Um, <clears throat> shit. Is she all well she also has like kind of a rep for a bunch of like super experimental unlistenable music right yeah so she, so here's the here's the deal she studied piano as a child she like attended a bunch of kabuki theater with her mom oh uh, she studied poetry and composition in college her heroes were schoenberg and john cage okay uh, who she later collaborated with um both both musicians and composers who were known for challenging the ideas of what music is yes. on, on different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and she, even up to like 1999, like she, people were saying things like um, uh, the British music journalism website. Uh, what are they called? Fuck. Uh, New music uh, something. Uh, 
I forgot to take notes on it. Um, a prominent like uh, music review site uh, called her a no talent charlatan. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, and she's yeah, and off, often seen as very misogynistically, you know, referred to as like a you know the kind of female interloper archetype, the ultimate like bros before hoes sort of like example. You know, mm-hmm. I don't use that. I. I'm saying that term, I'm condemning it. Right. <laughs> but <yes>. um, <laughs> yeah, the idea of the, of the corrupting influence of a, of a woman, basically it's Eve and then Yoko Ono. So those are the two. Yeah. Those are the two. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, <laughs> apparently once George Harrison verbally assaulted her after she took one of his chocolate digestive biscuits without asking. <laughs> 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 wait verbally assaulted like just went yeah, off and called her a bunch of names or something apparently yeah yikes um so i'm really interested uh yeah in being like what is her music actually um so i listened to one of her very early albums not the whole thing but a song from it uh uh do surprise sample one this song is called i felt like smashing my face in a clear glass window shit okay day long i felt like Smashing my face in a clear glass window But instead I went out And smashed out the phone box round the corner This is bonkers That's all great I never had a chance to choose my own parents I never know why I should be stuck with mine Mommy's always trying not to eat And daddy's always smelling like he's pickled in food What? that's very odd like the the juxtaposition of like bluesy pop rock with like experimental vocals dang yeah it reminds me a little of um well i want to make a little bit of a comparison to uh deer hoof and the shags and i don't say deer hoof just because they're she they also have an asian female vocalist you fucking racist i know <laughs> i in fact i wonder if Deerhoof was um influenced at least somewhat by uh, yoko ono apparently but, uh b52s were very influenced by yoko oh, ono's early work i could sort of see that yeah like the the co- combination of like pop craft with experimentalism i yeah. i fucking love that kind of shit man like that's one of my favorite things about Deerhoof is it's they're, they're like so poppy and yet so mathy and experimental at the same time um yeah and like the shags of course like uh you, you know the shags right i've, I've forced yeah you we talked about them a bunch on the show on this show okay good yeah yeah so what do you think <laughs> yoko th- ono versus oof. dead kennedy's damn those i'm are really interested strong. in both those are both very strong um I'm leaning. This to, I'm is just, the drawback to silver bullets against each other. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Uh, I'm leaning towards Yoko Ono, just mostly on a whim right now. Cool. We'll revisit Dead Kennedys as an option, but yeah, okay. I, it would be a long. It would be a long season, and I listened to some other stuff in there that uh, I think might be a little rough. And I don't mean in a like because it's so experimental way, but in a like. I don't I sometimes I wonder how well some of her like uh heavy air quotes activism has aged yes I mean she she famously was the one who said woman is the n-word of the world right 
I think so. Yeah. I think she said that. Yeah. Which I mean, Oh boy. <laughs> I don't even really want to touch that. Yeah. Oh, Pete, it's Pete the name of a... basically just said that he did, <laughs> but about gay people. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> he didn't really say that. He said like, I know what it's like to be an outsider, uh, to, but he couched it in a very well put way. So whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Let's do Yoko. Yoko. Yeah. I think she also okay. is, is like much more misunderstood and dismissed which is like a fun angle. Absolutely. Whereas dead Kennedy's is, I guess, unrecognized to the extent that they never got mainstream success. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Okay. Oh boy. What a round right. one. Dang. So we got, uh, Gwen Stefani Gwen versus M. who? Uh, M and N M. Uh, okay. I'm more interested in, uh, M and M than talking about Gwen Stefani personally. Okay. Let's do. I think there's more than you on there. Yeah. Let's chew yeah. on M M&M. and M. Yeah, <laughs> yum. Sometimes I like Melts to let them melt in my mouth. Head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, Dixie uh, Chicks versus Yoko Ono. Fuck. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh no. Uh shoot. That's a tough one, isn't it? I. Yeah. Uh, dang. How how many albums does Yoko have again? Fourteen. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> uh, is would that oh, be our longest boy. season? Yeah. Really? Oh man. I mean, I think ICP was thirteen. Yeah, and then we did a follow up, so I guess that sort of <laughs> makes it. Yeah, it would be another ICP length. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fuck it. I'm gonna cast my vote for Yoko. All right, let's do Yoko. Okay, so uh, everyone needs to vote between. Eminem and Yoko Ono. Uh, I will, I guess, make a survey monkey, uh, survey monkey uh, link tonight to put in the show notes, and uh, this will go up. I, I only count yeah. thirteen Yoko albums. Uh, if we're if we're just uh, Yoko on her own without John Lennon, for instance. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Although <laughs> she did. Wow. We might have to cover Double Fantasy with John Lennon, or at yeah, least maybe. one of their one of their albums together. I don't know damn whoa she did a she did an album with kim gordon and thurston moore what it's called yoko kim thurston (laughs) 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 very funny (laughs) all right well i think we should wrap this up because i really need to pee and my family's about to arrive pee on your family okay All right. If if you got to say that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. It's in the contract. I didn't want to. Trust me, I didn't want to. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Go on our uh, Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, go on iTunes, write us a review, or just click those stars. Just, you know, that'd be nice. Please do. That'd be very good for us. Um, if you want to support us and get access to our weekly mini show called what's in the box weekly that I'm sure you're hearing about for the first time, you can go to support.boxset.website and kick us a few bucks as few as $2 a month, which is so very little money gets you access to oh, all so of our, <laughs> all of our bonus content, uh, including we have a few full length episodes where we watch movies, ICP's two yeah, feature we watch movies. Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I've um, I don't have anything. I got nothing. Uh, you could do your your great goof about with fronds like these. Who needs an N and M's? Let's just uh, let's just say I did that. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> I'll put it together in post. And I've been Cameron Dewitt, and I apologize for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> oh, that's it. I should have done that one. You fucking asshole. You stole it. Those from are me. both your. Those yeah. are both yours. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Just in peace.